Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Unqualified Huddle. It's me, your host, Simon, back again with the twins, Sham and Shan. Uh, before we go any further, though, um, breaking news has happened. Shanil, have you got anything you want to admit to our viewers now? Anything? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Oh, this, this is poor form. So, for those that don't know, a little, little bit of behind the scenes from us. Uh, we edit our podcast, funnily enough. We, we mm. do it ourselves. We do it on a rotor system, so we, we take turns in doing so. Or so I thought. Uh, or so I was led to believe. You you were led to believe correctly. <laughs> and then so what I've happened? Just, I've, just, I've just been informed by Shamil. Basically, Shamil has turned you in now. Um, that he's been editing your podcast for you. When no, it's in your turn. It's, it's fake news, Simon. He he wants some brownie points. He wants some credits, um, <laughs> but that is not true, because maybe a couple of times he's volunteered himself for it. But other than I, that, I'm I'm grafting. I'm grafting mm, it, Simon. Mm, Just like my two edits last week. Yeah, mm, your two edits because you missed one. Like, let's not try and claim that was like you putting the effort in. That's because you messed up, didn't do your edit, so you, you had to take on more work. <laughs> you guys don't have the grind set. The grind <laughs> set. Come on, mate. Uh, Simon, you are fully on board here. I have been grafting hard when some people have faltered. Let's let's the, the heat's getting to you guys. Why are we in the middle of a heat wave here, guys? I know who the heat is getting to. I know who the heat is getting to right now. Zach Wilson. <laughs> I mean, which type of heat are you on about? Because uh... <laughs> you know the you know the type of heat that we're talking about. You know the type of heat. The the man has been accused of sleeping with his mum's best friend. Hashtag Cuganation. Is it best friend or just a friend? Because um, I, I, mean, I mean, because he's make... got a lot of friends, so you know he's he's been with one. You never know. <laughs> All I know is. You know, fair place to him. Fair place to the kid. You know, sowing his oats. Twenty-two years old, sowing his oats. Is, is, that, bit... is that what we're saying? Sowing his oats. That's the thing. Could, like people do it. Is a young, is a young twenty-year-old, you know, quarterback. If this was a, a twenty, who's in the relationship? Yeah, I mean that that part's not great. Well, don't, don't get me there's wrong. another element to that, isn't there? Because uh, his ex-girlfriend is uh, in a relationship with Zach uh, Wilson's best friend. He was only hanging out oh, with best uh, and, uh, his wide receiver, I believe, of the commanders. And they're, they're basically roommates, and they were both hanging out even a month ago. Well, this is all starting to sound too Game of Thronesy, all incestual and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not enjoying this bit. But all, all I'm saying is that if he, if he wasn't a 22-year-old starting quarterback in the NFL, this isn't a, this isn't a story. <laughs> like, this is nothing. But because he's a, a 22-year-old like NFL starting quarterback, this is big time news, and it's the off season. Sewers. <laughs> they, they are they are picking the bones here of things to report on at this point. Is what's going on. But all I'm going to say, Zach, you do you, son. You do you. Well, that yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that's that's what we're taking from this, guys. If you're if you're also a 22 year old considering having an affair with your best your mum's best friend, you do you. I don't know if that's the greatest advice you've ever gave <laughs> in your life here, Simon Charles Taylor. Let, but let, 
Guys, you do you. That's that's what we're saying. That's how we leave it. That's how we leave it. You, you do you. Let's let's move on to a, a more serious topic. Something else that's happened in the NFL this week that has bigger um bigger ways basically. It causes bigger ramifications and you know, it's a bigger issue. The Baker Mayfield situation in Cleveland is resolved, some would say. He's been traded. The worst kept secret of the NFL offseason. Who knew? Um, who knew? The, the schedule makers somehow just just randomly just put the Cleveland Browns against the Panthers week one. We, no one had a clue. No, no. Well, know? There's been long time rumblings that Carolina was going to be the place he lands. Let's face it. So I'm, obviously we're not really surprised. <laughs> For for uh, for our non-British friends, what Chanel was doing was sarcasm, and what Shamel is doing is explaining sarcasm without <laughs> intending to. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but really, if you're a Carolina fan, are you really sold on this? You can make yourself believe it's all great, and um, I don't think it is because neither of them, their quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, what an underwhelming player, um, and Baker Mayfield. He doesn't have his teammates on board. Listen, what is the point of this? Li- listen, listen, this is folly right now. The, the way you've got to look at this, right? So the Panthers have got the, got Baker Mayfield for, for chips. Like, they, they've barely paid anything. And they've the reason played... is available for chips. Yeah, because the Browns decided to spend $230 million on a quarterback that they're not going to get to play with. And so... the Panthers have less than chips on their roster. Yes. But, so th- this is the thing. They're, they're paying... Half of his salary, I think, for the for the season, and that's it. He's not on a long term contract. They don't have to pay anything after this year. They've gave up a fifth round pick so far. It might go up to a fourth, depending on playing time. But that's it for a guy that's an immediate upgrade over the guy they had in the building. Like I don't like this idea of everyone being like, oh, they should look to rebuild for the future. They should look to do something for the future. They should do this. No. The NFL is about now and where you are now and how you're going to get better and win games now. It's not about... This is the Jags mentality, which is just absolutely disgraceful, of, oh, let's play for the future. Let's play for the future every single year. Let's not get the best players and get their first-round draft pick next year so we can get the better guy. No. Christian Kirk might disagree with you there. <laughs> went out and got him. But you, you play to your season this season. You play to win this season. You play to keep your fans invested this season. And but, this yeah. is one thing Baker Mayfield does. He brings intrigue. He brings a quarterback that has gone to the playoffs. A when you have has the ability. Sorry, Sean. When When you have players like Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore on your roster, you do not tank. I, I agree with this trade completely. And, you know, I predicted Tampa Bay to go 17-0 last week, uh, quite realistically. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if I heard about this, it would have been 16 <laughs> you never know. Um, it would, have, maybe... would, have it, would have dropped it down one. Would have dropped it down one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. But I agree with the trade. You're losing nothing. You're giving your fans something to invest in. If you if you trot Sam Darnold out there week one, what kind of message is that sending? And not only that, not only that, Matt Rule has to look at his own job security now, because obviously he plays the season with Sam Darnold. Realistically. The Panthers aren't doing anything this year. Matt Rule has to prove he's a guy that they can move forward with. He can't do that with Sam Darnold there. He has to do that with some other guy. And Baker Mayfield, you might, you might not like him, Sham. Fair enough. You don't have to like him. 
But you cannot deny he's an upgrade over Sam Darnold at quarterback. But he, he, it's not that hard to be an upgrade over the worst quarterback in the uh, starting quarterback in the league. Well, Matt Rule, so, Matt Rule uh, hasn't said that Baker's a starting job. He's he's left it open to competition. Let's not be silly now. My my issue is you either have a quarterback or you don't, and both of these guys are not the guys. So in my opinion, he's still searching. What is the point in wasting more I, money on? Potential no. long-term backup-type quarterbacks. I completely disagree with that. Baker Mayfield has taken a Browns team that hadn't gone to the playoffs for a number of years, had so many losing seasons, and they went to the playoffs. He won. He had a winning season. They won and went to the playoffs. You can say, you can argue as much as you want, it's not just about Baker, but it's about the rest of the team. But we all know, with the NFL, with football, everything starts at quarterback. You know who what they should have done? They should have drafted Mac Jones or Justin Fields. No. Yes. <laughs> Mac Jones and Justin Fields have Trey Lance as well. Have uh, you might disagree with me, but they've not proven there. Or even Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. None of them have proven that they're going to be that guy five years down the line. And neither has Baker Mayfield. So what is the point of this? Because one of them costs a fifth round pick and five points. Like, yeah. who's, is he going to win the Super Bowl? But at the end of the day, are the fans going to be more invested in watching Baker Mayfield than Sam Donald? 100%. Are the Panthers more relevant? Oh, yeah, relevant? 100%. He'll bring a moxie are, and at least some character to the are, team. Are the Panthers more relevant now that Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting fullback over Sam Donald? Absolutely. Yeah. They, and they... Simple question. If Sam Donald was... Uh, not Sam Donald. Baker Mayfield was available in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL draft, would you draft him? Absolutely. Are they still competing with the Atlanta Falcons to finish bottom of that division? Not anymore. (laughs) I I hate to say this, right? I really do hate to say this, but I sort of agree with Shan. Not anymore. You leave Sam Darnold as quarterback. So so where are they now as a team? A middling team? Doesn't get in the playoffs? No, no, they're, they're a team challenging for playoffs. They've but they're great... not a team challenging for playoffs. No, I disagree. Their defense was one of the best defensive units last year. Yes, they've lost some pieces. They've lost Stefan Gilmore. They've lost Hanson Reddick. They have to replace those guys. Fair enough. But on the offensive side, they've done work to make their offense better. They've improved. Their oh, they're, 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 they've done work, all right. But are they like okay? Are they going to still challenge for playoffs? No chance. There are five wild card spots. Well, not for wild card spots. Um, three wild there's card three. spots. There's three yeah. wild card well, spots. Yeah, there are seven spots in total. Yeah. And it, you don't need to win your division. They're not going to win the division. But any of the three wild card spots, they'll, come December, they'll at least be in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. They'll still be in the hunt. And that's the main thing. They'll still be in the hunt for the playoff spot. That's the main thing. And that's only because they've got Baker Mayfield in the building. 100%. Delusional, I'm telling you. No, this is coming from the Jags fan who believes yeah. every year the Jags are doing the right thing. I mean, <laughs> every year. Every last year. year not, not very good last year, but anyway. But anyway, let's let's move on. Let's go on to our Spoilers of the Season uh, series that we've been doing. And um, Once again, it's, you know, the drill. We all get a team, 10 minutes to do our research, figure out where we think they're going to be at the end of the year. And then we make the decision if we agree with what the take is. So we're going to start. We'll spin the wheel. We'll start with Shamil. Um, I am going to put a timer on you there when you start talking because 
obviously you need it. Um, this just seems like too fight. many shots. <laughs> so let's spin this wheel. Let's see what you get. And it's the... Oh, I feel like this is not the guy to have this team. Um, but it's the Denver Broncos. Broncos country. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Ah, this is a, this is tough. This is tough. Coming from the Wilson hater. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, Shan, you can go second. Let's go. Uh, you can have the Kansas City Chiefs. Oof, like that one. Uh, and then to finish things up, who we got, who we got, who we got, who we got? The San Francisco 49ers. Oh, three, three very good teams here. Three tasty, tasty teams. Wait, wait, wait. three very good teams. Sham, I thought Denver Broncos are gonna <laughs> are gonna fumble this year. Who said that? I've never said they're gonna fumble this year. Well, we're, we're waiting here. We're waiting here. Like I said, ten minutes. We'll come back. We'll have a discussion. See you then. And we're back. And here we go, Sham. You're on a timer, but here we go, Denver Broncos. Over to you. Well, Denver Broncos. What an off season it's been for them. Um, all those Broncos fans are probably thinking we're winning the Super Bowl this year. They obviously brought in Russell Wilson, big upgrade at quarterback. They see Drew Locke go the opposite direction to Seattle. New head coach. I think that kind of goes under the radar now that this off-season talks began. Um, with Nathaniel Hackett coming over from Green Bay, the former Buffalo Jags OC, as well as the Packers OC for the last few years, and gone really well with I guess Aaron Rodgers, there were a lot of links with Rodgers to Broncos Nation, um, or Broncos Country, I should say. But that didn't happen, so it's time to ride, I guess, with Russell Wilson. This is a team that's in the toughest division in football, right? I think we all agree here. They finished with seven wins last year. And I'm going, I was thinking tossing and turning nine or ten wins. I'm going to go ten wins. I think this first year they're going to, there's going to be a bit of a spark with this team. I think that's low, but yeah. 10 wins. This slow. division itself will cannibalise itself. But 10 yeah. wins is a good year. So yeah, this Denver team was interesting. I mean, their biggest holes are really right tackle, where there's a three-way competition. You'd imagine Billy Turner will win out. And mainly the defensive line and tight end. The defensive line, I think they addressed a lot. Pass rusher, they addressed a lot. They didn't really have much going into the season. But they've got Randy Gregory to go opposite Bradley Chubb. The strength of the team is definitely its receivers, right? Um, and the rest of the O-line outside that right tackle spot, I would say. And the defensive backs. You've got Pat Satan, Justin Simmons, two of the best uh, players at their position. So, sorry, I, I think... Just to interject here, you said about the right tackle spot. I thought they had a, a stalwart right tackle. I thought the tackles were set last year. Mm, I would say it's, a, it's probably a battle okay. um, for that right tackle spot, maybe between top, Billy Turner, Tom Compton, Calvin Anderson, um, maybe. I'm not ready to call their corners the best, some of the best players at their <laughs> position in the NFL. Maybe For their age, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but just outright, I, I won't go that far. I mean, if if you're a if you're the Denver Broncos and you're looking at Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Ronald Darby, you're pretty happy with that. They've got Caden Stearns, they've got a few other young guys there. But compared to some of the you know the other teams in the division, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Raiders. They've yeah, probably like, got a weakness in that position. For uh, sure, you know 
But what about what about the middle of their defense? The line. Yeah, I mean the, the middle of their defense. Like you're looking at the linebackers, you would have thought they tried to add to it a bit more. They got Josie Jewell, who's ever reliable. Currently, the other linebackers, Alex Singleton. Um, but they're going to have to rely on Bradley Chubb to be the guy up front in their front seven, and Randy Gregory to stay on the field. We haven't seen a lot of that. They've got Nick Benito, a high draft pick this year, but I, that is a concern for me. So can, Someone, can I just move you on and ask you about your schedule though? So what's yeah, what's the yeah. schedule looking like? So for me, this is where I was trying to think. Okay, how, how many they're going to win? They're going to start off quite well. They've got the Seahawks week one, Russell Wilson show or Drew Locke show. But we know who's going to win there. So the Broncos will probably crush the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, I have no doubts about that. Um, they follow that up after uh, with the Texans. I mean, that's the best two games you could start off with, right? It's it's a nice two games to start, yeah. It's, it's and then Russell with. Wilson plays a team he's familiar with, with the 49ers. Um, but it's a tough... Then it go Raiders, Colts, Chargers. I mean, that's a tough stretch. Um, then you go up... Then you get some easy games with the Jets and the Jags. You go Titans, Raiders, Panthers. Yeah, you get... You, I get a drift. Move you get along. the drift. And you, you <laughs> add in the along. divisional teams. You add in the Rams and Cardinals to end the season. Yeah. I, well, I, I think you're over... Over optimistic on on the Broncos because in that division I can't see four double digit win teams. Yeah, how many wins right. do you see? You're how right. many wins do you see for this Broncos teams, guys? Because what did, what did, I, you, I did, what did you with what it. did you give? You gave ten. I gave them ten. Do you want to know the twenty twenty one divisional records? No, because a lot's changed in that division. I'm afraid, so it's sort of it's yeah, a but, point for I mean, me. Well, yeah, yeah. G- give me the records for the so division. last year. The Chiefs won twelve. The Raiders won ten. The Chargers won nine, and the Broncos won seven. So it wasn't like if it wasn't competitive last year. I I would argue though that this Broncos team is now the second best team in that division. Uh, would you say? But the Raiders have made so many additions. But the de- the Broncos defense is far better than the Raiders. It's it was the third overall third best defense last. I mean, year. yeah, but the, you had a head coach in Vic Fangio, right? You still have most of the pieces, though. Yeah, but Vic Fangio, I think that they were playing a, the, better than the, the individual the, parts. Still, if you look still, at that front seven compared still, to the Raiders, I'd rather have the Raiders as front seven. We've no. got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones over Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, who might not give you the full season. No. I, part you of, know what? Uh, I was going to go under 10 wins, but Simon, you're convincing me that they are arguably the favourites. Uh, to win that division, and I, I'm pinning them for about 12 wins or so. Yeah. I, <laughs> but do you I, do you think any of their receivers are Devonte Adams or Hunter Renfro? I mean, it's Jerry a nice Judy, set of but, and Court and Sutton are pretty damn good. I, I, mean, I think. I think are they not look, underwhelmed? But no, you look at the you look at the receivers as a as a whole as a group. It's a very good receiving group. It's a very good receiving group. Yes, you know, individually, you know, Devonte might be better, or you know. Um, Renfro, and Renfro might be better. Yeah, two very good running backs. Their skill positions are really set. I, I really am high on this Broncos team now because I think Wilson can sort of elevate that offense. So yeah, I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go with it over as well, Sham. Um, and I think it's going to be more. I think they're going to be competing with the Chiefs for winning that division. 
that's the feeling I get from them. So I would put them as a, another like a twelve win team as well. That's fair enough. I think with this division, it's going to be near enough impossible to predict who even wins yeah, it. This will Let be the alone most... comes last. All four teams are good. This will be the most exciting one. This is this is the real division in in the NFL where you could say any team could win it. Games yeah. will be decided by one possession. Like the Chargers missed out on so many games due to yeah. uh, one possession scoring, which could have changed the whole landscape. For injuries sure. will impact it. Yeah, and for sure. And the Broncos historically don't do well with injuries. So we will, we will see what happens. But yeah, unfortunately, I think me and Shan, we've both gone for the over on this because uh, we think that you've undersold them a bit. But we'll move forward. Shan, tell us about these Chiefs that are in the same division. I'm giving the Chiefs from 12-win team to an 11-win team. I Obviously, the huge, huge misstep is Tyreek Kill. Uh, you can you can give them a loss for that, but you know I love my narratives. How motivated will Pat Mahomes be, and Andy Reid be to prove that this wasn't due to one wide receiver? They not, have so- not very. <laughs> I, I think so. Tyreek Hill has been thrown shots at Pat Mahomes. Um, probably probably just trying to pick up his new quarterback into her who who gets unfairly criticised at times. But I think Mahomes wants to show that this was his show. Uh, they've signed a few good pieces there. They've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think let, could be... Well, let, oh, you said good pieces. Yeah, I was going to say, can you call Juju Smith-Schuster a good piece at this point? <laughs> All right, he he's could be a good fit. I'll go with the good fit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, what you should have said, good piece, you should have said Sky Moore. Maybe Marquez yeah. Valdez-Scanning or Justin Ross was a yeah. great drafter player, but... Well, Miko Hardman is uh, is the dark horse in that receiver locker room because Mahomes has talked him up for a while now. I I don't rate him. <laughs> I think he's like, been talked up and has been a dark horse for a few years now. So and he, if he's going to show, he would have never it. shown. The, He'll the have the like food... one or two weeks. He'll have a Sammy Watkins type yeah. blow up in like one or two weeks. He, yeah, he's, I, he's, I think he, I think Sammy Watkins is a great comparison. He can't set. He can't separate enough for me, and he's not strong enough to be like that possession type. And he just can't separate for being a quick guy. He's not quick. Okay, you've got Travis Kelsey there. Yeah, maybe that's, a, that's your boost. That's your offense. <laughs> yeah, one one of the best tight ends ever. Maybe the best tight end ever in the game. Um, and then we've, we've, I'm not even going to go talking about Josh Gordon because you know you guys are going to be like, oh, 17 wins here we come. Right. At least you got a mention in this podcast. I, I knew you were going to throw him in there. <laughs> um, the running back room, I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed with uh, CH Clyde Edwards-Heller. He's not been the guy. He seemed like a force of a draft pick. Uh, you know, when you're on a high, you can just waste draft picks, it seems. I do like the addition of Ronald Jones and bringing Jarek McKinnon back, though. I, I like the I like the running back room. Like, yeah, Edwards-Heller has not, maybe not lived up to his height in the building, but, you know, Ronald Jones is a great pickup. McKinnon's a great fit. You know, that, that's dangerous. Is it bad that I think Jerry McKinnon is the best running back in this wide uh, running back room? He could be. He he pops when you see him last year. I mean, what can I can I just think? For me, with this team, is they've just added loads of receivers, hitting, uh, hoping they'll hit hit on one of them. This interior of their O line: Joe Thune, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. I mean, it's probably one of the best interior offensive line, if not the best interior. In the league, their issue is if you like Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley at the tackle positions, and and that's a good point. But this offensive line is a far cry what 
kept costing them um, just even just a couple of years ago because well, we, keeping keep Mahomes upright is a huge struggle. We remember that Super Bowl where we watched him against Tampa Bay and he was just getting battered and battered and battered. They addressed that. The offense isn't the bit that worries me about this team. It's the defense, which oh, I'm yeah. sure you're about to talk about. I mean, I've, I've, I've kind yeah. of uh, avoided talking about that for a reason. Um, but they have signed a couple of good rookies. George Karlaftis and Trent McDuffie will slot into starters, which, you, you know, an outfit like this, you don't want your rookies to necessarily be starters, particularly when they're not high, high draft capital picks. And it, it does give... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. They, they have Frank Clark. They have Chris Jones. So you've got solid presence there, but it's, they're not world, world beaters. But this division, I don't think you need it. This division is built on outscoring your opponents. Yeah, it, it is a track meet, but I I do think having a porous defense is gonna hurt them. Like I, I do think they're gonna regret like letting uh, Tyron Matthew walk away. I, I just think it's gonna it's gonna be a big hole in their defense now, which is gonna hurt them going forward to the season. And my, my my worry is that defense is it, you know, it's a bit slow on the line. Chris Jones is their best player by far on the D line, but George Karlaftis is a bull rusher. Frank Clark sometimes you don't know what you're gonna get with him. There's a lot of pressure on Karlaftis, the first round pick, to make an impact straight away. And the Jarius need. Obviously, and Trent McDuffie opposite him, who's got to play well because, to be honest, there's not much there behind him. But that, that's why I'm giving them 11 wins. And this division is built to the opposite of the NFC West. Where in, if, in the NFC West, you've got, you know, hard-nosed football. In this, it's very, it's, it's glamorous football. You're going to have Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, um, Carr and Mahomes just trying to score 40 points every single week and I wouldn't really put it past them scoring 40, 40 points most weeks or well, maybe not most weeks but a, a good number of them so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under of this I think you've got 11 I, I actually think it's gonna be more like 10 or 9 for this team I think there's gonna be that much of a drop off I think Tyreek Hill leaving hurts them more than what people like more than what they'll admit and I also think that like them not addressing their defensive needs hurts them more than what people would like to admit. Spagnola, he's he's done like well for them, but overall they've not been a great defense. They've relied on Mahomes outscoring opponents, and I think it's going to hurt them if they carry on doing that. So yeah, I'm, I'm going under. I'm afraid. I'm going to buy what you're selling here. I'm going. I'm going for that winter. I think they're going to come out with vengeance without Tyreek and somehow just make it work. Well, there you go, Sean. You got you brought got one. You didn't get one, so you know 50 percent. That's all right. It's not bad. That's all right. It's not bad. You can, you'll take that. So moving forward, let's talk about the most exciting team. No, but it's <laughs> they're up there. Probably one of the most exciting teams this off season with all the Debo drama that's going on. Uh, Man just wants to get paid, and you know what? They should pay him. He deserves uh, it. Right. <laughs> You know, that's just my that's just my humble opinion about the matter. Give your best player the money he wants so that he will continue to play for you. Simple as that. It's not hard, it? is it? It's no. not hard to be dreaming yet. <laughs> like, come on, come on, it's just simple. It's simple stuff. But um let let's talk about it then. So last season, these were a ten win outfit. Um it is a tough division, I won't lie. They do play against some tough teams. However, 
I have got this team becoming an 11 win team. What? Yeah. Oh. I've said it. I've said it. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Quarterback. Trey Lance. Hmm. Jimmy Grappolo. Hmm. We all know Trey Lance is going to start this year. Grappolo is going to be the highest paid backup in probably league history. But he's likely to he's likely to be behind Lance on the death chart. Um, which for me is fine. Like you see what the kids can do. We all know it doesn't matter what quarterback starts for this 49ers team. They could pull a bomb off the street and Kyle Shanahan will make it work. The this roster is too talented not to get these wins and not, not to win games. You look at the rest of the roster when healthy, and this is the big the big thing. They have to be healthy. So just quickly, I'm not I, I don't want to go too far into it, but you know, we will. Um they have arguably the second best tight end in the league in <laughs> in George Kittle. Uh, but again, when healthy, uh, Kittle obviously doesn't stay healthy. So that's a problem. But they have a good receiving core. Uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Um, they've got Malik Turner. They've got Danny Gray in the draft. They've got some pieces there. I mean, yeah. You said Debo, you said corpse. I mean, I think it's a poor receiving corpse outside of Ayuk and Samuel. You're wrong. But... I'm not done yet. The offensive line is a work in progress, but I reckon they'll be decent. They'll be good enough. And also they have the best fullback in the Sam, NFL. Someone's going to vibe for this, isn't he? <laughs> and they get they get they've got the best fullback in the NFL. Kyle Juzek. The best fullback in the NFL. So, you know, their offense, yes, it's got some pieces missing. Yes, it's gonna, you know, they might they might struggle a little bit. However, where they're gonna win the games. Where they're really going to stand out is the defense. Because for me, on paper, this is one of, if not the best defense in the NFL. Probably the Rams might have something to say to me about it, but this is up there with one of the best defenses on paper. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. D Ford has failed. Javon Kindle has failed. 49ers can't trust either so, of them. So, hold on. Calm your, calm, your, calm your jets. Cool down a second. Right. D Ford, yes, hasn't been great. Uh, Kinlaw hasn't been great. However, Eric Armstead is an absolute stud. Nick Bosa, stud. Yeah. Kerry Hyder Jr. filling in for Kinlaw, stud. I they've mean, it's a good rotational piece. They've got Ebukon, who who um, from the Rams, who's a decent rusher. They've got Drake Jackson in the second round of the draft. Could be a good piece there. Their offensive, their defensive line is good. Their linebackers are some of the best linebackers, or at least the, their starting two linebackers are the best starting two linebackers in the NFL. By none. Yeah, I, I don't have, I don't have an issue with their defense. I don't have an issue with their head coach. But at the end of the day, it comes down to Trey Lance. And Lit. to be honest, I, I agree, with Cham. I'm not quite sold on their receiver core. Even Ayuk was kind of disappointing. He had, he had, um, he started off the season particularly quite so, slowly. Let me tell you something. When you have Kyle Shanahan, you don't need a receiver core. What you I need mean, is Elijah Mitchell. Well, well Wilson, uh, I agree. Tucker and David Price, Trey Sermon. I mean, this team. Hasty. Done. This this team, I agree. Debo Samuel is their key. They need to keep him healthy. If they can't, I think that passing game might struggle. If Trey Lance is the guy, 
But Kyle Shanahan could make anything run. Any quarterback, uh, any running back run. He could probably make us three run and be productive. Maybe. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch. But uh, the D, okay, I might have some questions with some of the starters on defense, but they got depth like you mentioned. The- My issue is this Trey Lance thing. <laughs> so I, I cannot give I- that many wins if Trey Lance is a guy. There's been questions that he's getting arm fatigue and he can't throw two Not- days in a row. I, I love the draft pick. I love them taking him with the pick. I just don't think he's ready right now, particularly in the NFC West division, where, yes, you've got Kyle Shanahan, but you've also got Sean McVay, and, yes, I'm going to say Cliff Kingsbury as well. <laughs> Pete Carroll. <laughs> Double K. Double K is there too. Don't worry. For no. me, if they if they keep Jimmy Garoppolo as a star, I would buy. But since it, you no. said Trey Lance, no. Trey, I'm not going to buy this. Trey Lance is a star. Well, then, then they're not going to win many games. What, what you're going to look at as well is arguably the Cardinals are in a bad spot, as we talked about previously, where they, they've they had a, a shoddy off-season, essentially. Arguably. And they've lost their best receiver, arguably their best player on their team for the first part of the season. So they're going to be in a bad spot. The Seahawks have lost Russell Wilson. They're in a bad spot now, meaning that that division, those divisional matches that were closer could be that little bit further apart, meaning that, yes, all right, I understand Trey Lance is in the team. However, this was a 10-win team last year, and the reason why Debo started playing running back is they run out of running backs when they have five decent running backs in the roster. The main issue with the 49ers, which has always been their issue, is health. If this team is healthy, this is easily an 11-win team for me. But in reality, they're a 9-win team, so I disagree. <laughs> do you not want to? Do you wanna, not want to listen to the the schedule before you make that decision? Go on, no, give us that schedule. Cardinals twice, Rams twice, Seahawks <laughs> twice. How do they start their season with Trey Lance as a quarterback? So they start their season with Trey Lance as a quarterback, playing the Chicago Bears, the Seattle Seahawks. That's two. That's two nice games to ease them in. Yeah. Then he's got Denver Broncos. I'll admit that one's probably a loss. Then he plays the Rams. Again, that's probably a loss. So, you know, two losses. I'll accept that. Then he plays Carolina Panthers, who we've talked about <laughs> earlier. Bacon Mayfield. That's, that's potentially a win. Then he plays the Falcons. That's another win. Then he plays the Chiefs. Probably a loss. Then I he mean, plays... how good do you think Trey Lance is? It's not about Trey Lance. It's about yeah, the team you're, in general. You're giving it, you're, I mean, this is interesting because the 49ers are predicted basically on Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, you don't even look at their quarterback. Right? It, do, it doesn't. But that's why I can't give them is. that many wins because I don't know what Trey Lance is, and I actually don't think he's that good. Oh well, we'll see at the end of the year. So I, I'm sticking with it. I'm saying 11 wins. You guys are both going for the under. You don't believe in the Trey Lance experience in the, in San Francisco. However, this is a mute point because if they don't sort out the Debo situation, this goes from an 11 win team to a five-win team, and that's if they're lucky. And on that bombshell, we'll end the podcast there for today. So thanks, everyone, for listening once again on this very, very hot day. I am sweating buckets because I do not have my fan on anymore so that you have better audio quality. You're welcome. (laughs) On that note, I will leave it there. Have a good time. See you guys. Peace. Ciao.